Good evening, Robbie, and good evening to Tsepo. Robert, I want to agree with Tsepo, man. I fully agree with you, Tsepo. You see, uh, two weeks, three weeks back, we had uh, Robert had an interview with uh, with the former cricket uh, president, former SA cricket president. You see, I agree with you when you say he can't work under pressure. He he, he could not even uh, uh, respond properly when he was asked by Robert on this show live. He was keep on saying, hey, Robert, your tone, man, your tone. Hey, the way you put this thing, hey, Robert, your tone. That guy really, why, why people electing the guys who are so soft, man? Why, why they electing the guys who can't work under pressure, really? Thank you, man. Wise man, P.E. Hi, Rob. Rob, you are talking to Mzianda police. I am calling from Port Elizabeth, Rob. Uh, Rob, allow me first just to express my gratitude to Tami for having an audacity to tell the nation uh, about all the wrongdoings that are taking place in cricket South Africa, exposing all the wrongdoings that are taking place in cricket South Africa. Uh, we really appreciate that, Rob. I love his boldness. I respect his boldness, Rob, for coming out. I really appreciate that, Rob. Uh, indeed, Rob, the guy, he needs to write a book and tell his story, Rob, through a book. Uh, also, Rob, I would, love, I would love to respond to the issue of Smith uh, having hold the position of being a director, Rob. Uh, that conduct of his, Rob, cannot be accepted. We cannot allow a Smith, Rob, to behave in a manner that creates an impression South, uh, black South Africans are less talented, uh, are not gifted enough to represent their country at, uh, at the highest level. That cannot be that cannot be allowed to happen in a democratic society. Also, Rob, the government needs to come in and intervene and resolve this issue of these guys in cricket South Africa, Rob. Before I close, Rob, allow me to quote Julius Nyerere. He once said, Rob, that a black skin is not a bondage of shame, but rather a glorious symbol of national greatness, Rob. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you so much. Uh, some great uh, voice sounds that are coming through. 0605842250. It's a Monday today. It is Reaction Monday. Taking your calls as well later on. Uh, but right now, though, still dealing and finalizing issues around uh, Cricket SA. Uh, they managed to dismiss the Chief Operations Officer, Naisaya Pia, uh, with immediate effect yesterday. Imagine, on a Sunday, dismissed with immediate effect. Mr. Pia, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Good evening, Mauro, and to, good evening to your audience as well. Am I correct? They dismissed you yesterday. They dismissed me yesterday while I was driving to Durban with my wife, um, going to going to see our father-in-law, my father-in-law. So that was quite a surprise for me. I, I just saw phone calls coming on my phone while I was driving, and I realized that something probably had gone wrong. And who was on the other end of the line to tell you the news that you had been dismissed? Nobody from CSA. It essentially were people who had headed on a media release and, 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 and so on, so friends, basically. But how did you take it, though? I mean, there you are on a Sunday of all days, and you're driving with your family to Durban. You're on a major highway that the president had just given you the right of passage on the Saturday to drive interprovincially, although I'm sure you had your permit on because it only takes effect as of tomorrow. But 
all I'm saying is that how did you how did you take that? How was that drive then to Durban for the rest of the trip? Well, it was it was very disappointing, and, and for me, I look back and say, you know, those seven years of my life, um, I worked at Deloitte and Touche, and my major client was Cricket South Africa, where I serviced them. Post that, I joined Cricket South Africa as the Chief Financial Officer and later on as the Chief Operating Officer for 10 years. So 17 years of my life I've given to this organization, and I just get fired via media release, particularly when the reasons that were given on that media release were actually incorrect. You know, Rob, the, the three things I actually want to, to put to put to the audience here is that sure, go ahead. The, first, the first is this whole process has been a massive witch hunt where charges have been fabricated. Okay, I went through a disciplinary process. I won and I should be back in the office only to be told that they're not happy with an outcome. This is a process that was conducted by CSA. An independent chairperson, a senior counsel, was appointed to do this. This is CSA's process. I was then advised to appeal an outcome that was clearly in my favor. And my confusion is that why do I have to appeal against an outcome that is in my favor? And as a result of that, my refusal to do that meant I'm going to be dismissed. And basically, we're going to go through a long drawn out legal battle, which is a process that we really should not be in. And I just think that, you know, for the game that we love so much, you know, where we've all given ourselves, that we shouldn't be acting this way. And definitely the individuals within the organization that probably need to answer to all of this. Before I get to the integrity of that, uh, Mr. Piana, and I thank you for highlighting that, have you seen the official letter of dismissal? Yes, I've seen it now. Who has signed it? It was signed by the chairperson of the Human Resource and Remunerations Committee. Chairperson of HR? Chairperson of HR, correct. Within CSA? Within CSA, yes. Okay, is that the same HR that has not been consulted regarding certain people's salaries that they're currently drawing? Yes, so this is the very HR that for five months during my suspension, they withheld my salary. I kept on asking them for it. And they did it right when we went into lockdown. You know, and Rob, this is a period when we all told that we need to, you know, have a balanced diet and all those kind of things to, to, to boost our immune system against this. And that's how I was treated. Five months I wasn't paid not knowing they were sitting on an appeal process that I had won, and they just couldn't relay the message to me. And they kept on dilly-dallying and telling me stories around the fact that my salary was being paid. I just wasn't seeing it. You've been suspended suspended since October. I'm trying to draw correlations here, and and you'll see why I'm asking. Sorry for talking over what you were about to say. Um, But you've been suspended since October. Were you being paid up until the five months into or before the lockdown? So I was suspended October. I got paid and my last salary that I received was on the 25th of February. And obviously I was expecting the next one on the 25th of March and nothing nothing came through until um, July. And they didn't tell you why they were no longer paying you after paying you from October? 
Yeah, so so I wrote to them to find out when I was. I, I wrote to them to find out what. Hashtag NSW. All right. Not too sure if they've suspended uh, Mr. Pierre's line as well, but hopefully he is back on. He was mid-sentence uh, when he yes, got cut well, off. I'm on. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good to hear you. I, I got a bit worried there that uh, maybe your line has also been chopped off uh, after you mentioned that you had just written a letter after you know post 25th of February they were no longer giving your salary. Did you get a response? Yes. So after several months, and basically my first response came around the end of May, where again I was misled to be told that to be told that I, I'm still receiving a salary, um, and 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 yet there was nothing in my bank account. There was nothing in my bank account, and then in June I continued writing um, because. Um, um, Cricket South Africa wanted me to partake in a number of activities that they were conducting, and I wrote to them to confirm whether I still remain an employee because one of my basic rights as an employee is to earn a salary. And they did confirm that I, yes, they were. You know, so I've just been, I've just been moved from you know post to pillar around the salary issues until the 15th of July, where I got an email saying that we, we're going to be paying all your salaries to you. Tell me and tell me honestly, in all the times that I've, I've known you, seen you, I've, I've known of your passion and the fact that you've been with CSA. I didn't even know you were there for 17 years, which really begs the question of how they've wanted to elbow you out. What is at play? All of this smoke and mirrors and all this nonsense about suspensions and all the legalities and the bills and everything else, you know, for me is because, again, we, we can draw parallels with what happened at Corey Fonzel. We can draw parallels with what happened with other individuals. But right now, if you, when you sit back and you look at this honestly and you give yourself an assessment, do you want to share that assessment in terms of what is it exactly that is at play here? Well, so Rob, um, it's going to be very difficult for me to actually give this assessment because I haven't been in the organization for the last 10 months. But um, what I I definitely, you know, sense is that you know that, that there is definitely some some power play. They 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 lots of um, they lots of um, transformation issues. But um, you know, I don't know whether you you had followed all these things around the company um, projecting that it was going to be making losses and and so on and so forth. And around that, we all were aware that, you know, for the next four years and, and understanding the business very well, that we were going to go through a very lean four years because we did not have enough content and so on. I think new people came on board and um, basically um, probably, I don't know, maybe thought otherwise, but I just don't know. I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, every day I wake up, um, I'm, I'm actually beginning by anything because in actual fact I, I just don't know how that how we let them see that way how we got here. I let them we were from a financial perspective to secure international matches with them with a commercially viable countries like Australia, India and England. But um after that I just don't know what happened. I just don't know what happened around that. 
But are you willing to wrap your mind around this? I know that your lawyers laughed us off and said, absolutely, you know, they, they, I'll use my own words, they're smoking their socks here. Yeah, he's going to fight this until the end. He obviously has a case. And anybody, even with a two months studying of law, knows that you have a very strong case. Yes, so, so, you know, the first is around our disciplinary process. I've subjected myself to that and gone through all of that. But similar to you asking what's gone wrong, in the same way, even policies within the organization are not being adhered to. You know, I, I get called and get told it's, it's, it's a guideline. So, and the question then becomes, then what's the purpose of me going through a very expensive disciplinary process if the outcome is just not going to be taken because it's a guideline? You know, so I'm really confused about the organization and why we even have all these policies around. And, and, and probably, Rob, I, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we need people in that organization that have a true passion for the sport. And that should be where we start discussing, you know, or start even discussing differences. But it all has to come collectively from a true passion of the sport. And, and I just feel that that is currently missing. Can I tell you something that's just happened a short while ago, literally seconds ago? The breaking news, according to Blitzborker Twitter page, which I'm about to post, says that interim CEO Jacques Fall has quit on the same day as the resignation of its president, Chris Denzani, was announced. So official South Africa cricket essay. So CSA interim CEO Jacques Fall wow. has just resigned. Wow. I mean, um, uh, the madness is not surprising anymore. I, I just, I think any news is, is just, yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Do you know the reason why he quit? Absolutely not. This is as fresh as hot cross buns coming out of the oven. And um, we will try and, and, and get down to the bottom of it as, as, as we get into the news, uh, which has just hit the top of the hour. I don't know if you want to stand by. You want to you know, you know, digest okay. a little bit of what has just happened now, Mr. Pierre. I, I would love that if you don't mind. Uh, we, okay. We're just heading off to the news, and I would really okay. like to wrap with you, not because I'm being forced due to time to wrap, but because I think we would have concluded uh, in, in a fair and, and, and justifiable way uh, as well. So we'll, we'll chat to you straight after the news. Right now, though, it is top of the hour. As we said, uh, from a Cricket SA perspective, the news that is coming through is that uh, uh, Jacques Fall has resigned as the interim CEO of uh, Cricket South Africa. Good evening, Rob. Good evening, Rob. Um, you're speaking to Manda here uh, in the Western Cape. Um, I just want to say you are doing a very, very great job, uh, especially the work that you've recently done uh, with the investigations with what is happening within the Cricket SA. Uh, you have gone an extra mile. Um, you know, you have done a very splendid job. Keep it up with your team. Um, as we see them, they resigning left, right and centre. I would say just keep on pushing a change. If it wasn't for you, there wasn't going to be any change. I would say um, I think you should be, you should throw your name into the head of the next public protector. You are doing a great job. Out.
Uh, plenty of uh, developments that are, uh, are currently underway as we look at uh, the cricket story. It is unfolding. Uh, I don't know if I can say it is collapsing. I hope and I pray uh, that from the Minister of Sports perspective, he is listening and listening and watching everything unfold. I mean, if we were talking about uh, Cricket SA going into administration, even before the acting CEO announced his resignation a short while ago, then can you imagine what's happening now with the acting CEO resigning, which leaves what? A vacancy. Maybe Naseya Pierre, who is the dismissed chief operations officer, might lend some assistance here given his experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, sorry to bring you into something that is obviously admin. I I'm just trying to fix the pieces and put them together. What do you think is likely to happen now? I mean, Tabang has been out for almost a year. You've been out for almost a year. The acting is now resigned. The president has resigned. So leadership-wise, what's, what's going to happen? Hello, Rob. Yes, Nasai, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, fantastic. Now, I was just saying that we were chatting uh, with the shadow minister earlier on, uh, representing the DA as well as the portfolio committee, saying that there needs to be cricket essay under administration. And that was before the breaking news about uh, uh, Jacques Fall resigning from his position. Now that he has resigned, what do you think is likely to happen? Um... I think number one, you know, this this ship needs a, a, a captain or a leader, and it definitely needs uh, somebody with experience and understands the business. And it's got to be it's got to happen pretty quickly because um, the organisation is currently in a very very bad shape. But who would that leader be? Because right now somebody has to take care of. Somebody's got to take care of the business as things happen right now, and right now there isn't that person. <laughs> it's a very difficult one to say, but I'm always ready to serve this game, and I've done that for all the years. So, um, you know, I can always contribute in any way possible to to make cricket what it needs to be, the great game that we, we know it is and what it does for our nation. So I'm... I'm I'm, I'm, I'm available where my services are available, um, Rob, but obviously through um, um, due processes and so forth. Mm. Should this entire board just go? Should we, as I say we, because at the end of cricket there's SA, so we all South Africans, this is not a, a private company that they're running. So th this whole board, should they just get, get, get out of their positions and, and vacate immediately? Because clearly now they've been shown up. Well, Rob, it's, it's a very difficult one to say, and, and the reason I say that was in the, my last 10 months outside the organization and all my dealings with them, I've had to go through gatekeepers and gateways, and, and it's very difficult for me to actually uh, say who, who, who's in control or who is managing it, but it, you know, so so it's, it's going to be difficult for me to really comment up about the board, as, as I say, because um, I actually haven't dealt with them directly um, and through this process. There's a lot wrong here. There's a lot wrong with somebody that you would have worked closely with, and he's still out in the cold. Yes, he might be earning um, his salary, uh, which is Tabang. Yeah, 
what, what do you I think, think is likely to happen of, to him? You know, individual agendas and ambitions, um, which all needs to be put aside and really, you know, those differences definitely need to be put aside. We need to really sit down and understand what the game needs and we need to stop, you know, accusing each other of, of things because that's actually not really going to solve it. And I think when we sit down, the, the real business issues within the, the sport, as well as, you know, there's, there's issues around, um, you know, in the ropes or the players and all the rest, but we need to sit down with, with a mind of trying to find solutions rather than the line. Um, look, I, I'll say in the last 10 months, following it as an outsider now, it's just not being impressive for me at all. How do you think this is going to end? The ship is tanking, um, but, you know, and, and I always, you know, back then when I worked in the organization, you know, I always told people that we need to see cricket as a, as a, as a listed public entity with um, 55 million shareholders. And with that kind of shareholders behind, I think cricket will survive. Cricket will survive, but it's got to be... It's got to be attended to now, you know. It's just like any business, you know. It's, it's, it's a living organism. If you completely kill it, you're not going to resuscitate it. And currently, it's in ICU. If you had the power of appointment, who would be acting? Well, there's an acting CEO who's resigned. Who would be acting acting CEO? <laughs> um... That's a difficult one for me. So can you imagine, if you've been there 17 years, how difficult it is for us who've been watching from the sidelines? Because clearly yeah, whoever's been edging out the other has now been edged out, and all of it is playing itself out in public and publicly, and people are ascending into positions, like I said to you, that have not even been approved from an HR perspective. Correct, correct. So, 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 so that's probably my difficulty. I mean, um, uh, you know, as you said, 17 years, I should be able to say this is the successor and so on, which I think over the years we've worked hard, you know, um, from that perspective to put people, but it's been eradicated over, over the last 11 um, or 10 months. And so it's, it's just, um, it's just it's just a difficult one for me to say. I, I, I'll say we're really in a sad state, and um, uh, something needs to be done. But Rob, I, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing anything now that internally that that is capable of running the organisation. That's my honest feedback. To and 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 just as we wrap it up, though. What should happen to the fate of somebody that you've worked closely with, uh, Tabangmur? Well, I think, you know, um, there as well, um, he took over in 2017 uh, during a very difficult time where we had ambitions of um, um, basically launching a global T20 league. And, you know, we, we, we got it wrong. And, and, and for me, I'm, I'm always... I'm quick to say, you know, 
in business, if you don't get anything wrong, then you haven't tried enough. And I, I totally believe that. And he came, he came in a very difficult time. And I think he probably has not been given the due opportunity and, you know, um, avenues for him to, to deliver what, what is required and uh, to get cricket. It's, it's a long game and, it probably is unfair when people want results, you know, immediately, especially after after it had gone through such a difficult period in 2017. And I probably will say that now to whoever takes um, the ship or whoever takes whatever is left, that mm. this, this, this game in this country has been here for over 225 years. It was, it was just not built over a year. And so, you know, strategies and structures and outcomes and goals are not going to happen in a year. And I guess that, you know, whoever takes over needs to be given that opportunity to have a long-term vision about the game, you know. Um, internally, we do budgets and people want to see things like a 5 or 10% growth in cricket nationally. It's, mm. it's impossible because... You've got to almost see growth nationally as the GDP of the country. And South Africa doesn't have a growth rate of 5%. So for cricket to be able to also try and achieve that, it's going to be difficult. But definitely there's a lot of work that, you know, we, we need to get all the communities involved, which I think that is currently lacking. We need all those passionate people who love the game to contribute at every level of the game, particularly from from a grassroots perspective. And it probably may not all have to sit at Cricket South Africa. We just probably play a coordinating role, but, but the game itself lies with the people and, you know, the schools and all those kind of things, school teachers who give their time for free to, to coach kids and so forth. We need to get all those people involved. You know, we've got about, um, I think we've got about eight or 10,000, you know, volunteer primary school teachers mostly females, mostly black, who are teaching all these kids. Those people need to be recognized and be appreciated. Most of them are aging currently, unfortunately. And, and the younger teachers are not doing all of those kind of things. So we need to go back and fix it right from, from, from the grassroots level all the way to the top. Definitely the top needs a lot of work as well. It needs a lot of work, and there's a lot of talent in this country. And, you know, every effort should be made to to give those people an opportunity. And by doing so, we're going to see cricket becoming the sport and the game that we all want it to be. We are really recognized as one of the top sporting codes, you know, from a global perspective. I mean, we're able to sell our television rights into, you know, we, we, we sell the most, we, we, we broadcast to the most audiences in the world in, compared to every other sporting code in South Africa, and cricket needs to regain that. And, and I think people need to be given that fair opportunity. Mm. And just finally, though, and, and, and quickly, I remember 2017 uh, when um, we had a, a chat with the then CEO, Harun Logot, and, and, and things were pretty healthy. Uh, you can give me your verdict about that. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, as, as early, and I say early because it was as early as 2017, Cricket SA had a billion rand in the bank. That's correct. That's correct. We had a billion rand and it's currently depleting very quickly. 
We'll pick up this conversation on the depleting part because I think that is where the problems begin. How it's depleting, why it's depleting, who led to the depletion of it uh, will all tie up in our next conversation. But I want to thank you so much for picking up our call. I know that it was all last minute with everything that has been unfolding uh, so dramatically right in front of our eyes. It's had to shift our show from what we had planned to what we have, uh, but we run it like a newsroom. Uh, Everything happens. We give the people uh, what it is that they want to hear. So dismiss Chief Operations Officer. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time we hear from you. Nasaya Pia, thank you so much for availing yourself. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Robin. Thanks to your audience, too. Highly appreciated.